0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. I have my associate, Camp, in the room with me. He's over studiously reading and working very hard on the couch. Say hi, Camp. Hey. There you go. He'll be amazed that you can actually hear him on there. <laughs> so, anyway, <clears throat> we have been working our way through the 119th Psalm, have we not? Uh, it's a marvelous, marvelous portion of the Word of God, which really gives us insight into how God communicates with us, uh, the power of His Word what his word is. I mean, just so many things. Uh, You you really just have to read the entire Psalm just over and over and over again, which I know can be a challenge because it's long. We're on the 113th verse. We covered the 113th, 114th verse in the previous episode, and that's beginning of a new stanza. So let me start there again. and Then we'll press on. Uh, Verse 113. I hate those who are double-minded, but I love your law. You are my hiding place and my shield. I wait for your word. So like I said, we covered those in the previous episode. And you see some very powerfully strong juxtapositions here. The psalmist speaks of hating something and speaks of loving something in the same sentence. He speaks of uh, God being a hiding place, but then also God being his shield, and in this case, an offensive weapon. And he's saying, I'm waiting for your word. Now, verse 115, depart from me, evildoers, that I may observe the Mm -hmm. commandment or commandments, plural, of my God. So notice what the psalmist is saying. He's literally declaring to those who are evildoers to depart from him. To leave from him. That word evildoers is uh, used throughout the uh, uh, Old Testament. And it's, I mean, I'm looking here to the list, <laughs> the way that it's translated. It's translated as those who are, are evil, who act bad, to act wickedly, to bring calamity, to bring affliction, distress, harm, evil, wrong, uh, those who practice wrongdoing. It's in, uh, literally interpreted in a lot of different ways, as always, dependent upon the context, right? The context that's around it. But the idea is this. The psalmist is saying, leave me. Depart from me, evildoers. There comes a time in our life, folks, I say all the time, when we need to look at those that are evildoers and that are bringing evil and say, hey, depart from me. to separate ourselves from the evil. The idea is we cannot be in communication with, in relationship with, Evil and observe the commandments of God. Now, it doesn't mean that, uh, that you need to sequester yourself away where there's no evil. When you get out and walk through the world, there's going to be evil, right? But it's talking about a relational type of thing, I believe. So depart from me, evildoers, that I may observe the commandments of my God. One of the primary goals of evil in the evil one is to keep us from observing the commandments of God. And I'm not just talking about observation of looking at him, but to keep the commandments is what it means. That word also means to guard or to watch over. That's what the commandments literally do. They say that we observe, we allow the commandments of the Lord to watch over us in the actions that he does, the truth of these things, both in our head, in our mind, and in the very deeds that we do. Now, verse 1, 16, sustain me according to your word that I may live. And do not let me be ashamed of my hope. Oh, that's good, isn't it? So he says, first of all, depart from me, evildoers. Now he's asking God to sustain him according to the word of the Lord. Again, the word of the Lord is sort of like the name of the Lord. It's, it's a hard thing to define because it's really God's way of revealing himself, who he is, his character, his nature, how he does things. And so the psalmist is saying, Lord, according to what your word says and who you are and how you do things, I'm asking Lord that you will sustain me too often. I think we all err from the perspective of seeking to sustain ourselves. Okay. But he's asking Lord, what does sustain mean to, uh, to support? Okay. To, uh, to allow me to lean upon you. And there's one uh, translation written right here, but it gives the idea of upholding somebody, okay, of helping somebody along. So he's saying, Lord, do this. Why? That I may live. Sustain me according to your word that I may live. See, there's a lot of people that have life, but they don't really live. It means to come to life, that I may come alive, that I'll be healed. It's that idea. And then he says, and do not let me be ashamed of my hope. That word hope in the Hebrew means hope. Yeah, it's hope in the way that we are, uh, that we understand it. So what what was the hope of the psalmist? The hope of the psalmist was the Lord. The hope of the psalmist was the word of the Lord. Okay, his word, his commandments, his testimonies, his precepts, his statutes, his judgments. The word of the Lord. So the psalmist had placed himself in the hands of the Lord. and He says, Lord, do not let me be ashamed of my hope. That's an interesting way of just sort of saying, God, uh, don't fail me now, okay? Don't fail me. Let's do one more verse right here, verse 117. Uphold me that I may be safe, that I may have regard for your statutes continually. So we've seen where the psalmist has said that, uh, help me in previous stanza to rescue me. Uh, Here he's saying, Lord, sustain me and uphold me that I may be safe. So, we uh, uphold means to be strengthened, type of thing, to s- sustain. He's in some type of situation, the psalmist is, to where his life was nearly taken from him. He's undergoing trials and tribulations and stress. He says, Lord, you are the one that can uphold me. You are the one that can keep me safe. And I'm asking that you will strengthen me, that you will uphold me, that I will be safe, that I may have regard. <laughs> for your statues continually. That regard means to look at, to gaze upon, to reflect upon, to wonder about, to meditate upon, the to look upon with approval. He's saying, God, I want to be able to uh, meditate and look upon your statues continually. Okay, uh, Could being under a life-threatening situation distract from that? Well, we've seen already one of the stances, that the psalmist says, you know, even the most intense times, I, I constantly meditate upon your word. Well, that's good. Okay, You can meditate upon the word. But when you are distracted by somebody trying to kill you, for instance, it would make it a little harder to keep your attention upon the statutes and to learn and meditate upon the word of the Lord. So that's what he's doing. He's asking. and he said, Lord, uphold me. Keep me safe. Lord, sustain me that, that I may live. I don't want to be ashamed of the hope that I have that I've placed in you. Uh, The evildoers, get away from me. I want to observe the commandments of the Lord. Because why? Because God is my hiding place. God is my shield, my protector. And you know what? Those that love the law, I love them. Those that are double-minded, that try to do evil, that try to pervert, particularly the law, I hate those. That's what the psalmist is declaring to the Lord. That's what the psalmist is declaring to us. Have you thought upon this recently? What are your thoughts about the Word of God? How do you treat it, for lack of a better term? How do you receive it? Do you read it? Do you meditate upon it? Do you seek the Lord in His Word? Do you seek to be transformed by the Word? Or are you sort of comfortable with the conformity of your religious activities? (laughs) There's way too many that are comfort in their comfortable in their conformity. Anyway, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. We'll continue on later. I'll see you then. Goodbye.